0: Learn more at Marines.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone Or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Potentially a great weekend of sports in central Indiana. Utterly ruined by the Indianapolis Colts and the Indiana Pacers yesterday. The Hoosiers didn't do us any favors on Saturday either. At least the football Hoosiers. Let's talk about sports. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, November 29th, 2021, brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.hq. A lot of great odds boosts. You're going to have fun. Bonuses if you enter the promo code KentSterling. There you go. Yesterday, the Colts had it in the palm of their hand. They were up 10. At halftime, with the ball, matriculating the ball down toward the Buccaneers' end zone. And what happens? Turnover, strip sack, unpleasantness. The fourth quarter, really no fun until it was finally, suddenly, Frank Reich came to his senses, ran the ball. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, that touchdown uh, drive that featured Jonathan Taylor. Eight runs, 58 yards for Jonathan Taylor. Where was this when the Colts were running the ball 25 times, or passing the ball 25 straight plays? What in the world were they thinking when that happened? The Buccaneers, Todd Bowles, and we'll get to more good, the bad, and the ugly, but Todd Bowles absolutely out-schemed Reich and baited him, and baited Wentz into throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing because what they didn't want to have happen was Jonathan Taylor run the ball on them. And so they showed the Colts fronts that lured them into throwing the ball instead of running the ball. If you've got Jonathan Taylor, you run the ball. You don't let the defense command what your synapses tell you to do. What is going on with Frank Reich? Why does he have to be so clever? All right, more good. Darius Leonard yesterday was splendid. 15 tackles, another forced fumble. He is a turnover-generating machine. The Buccaneers with a pick, the Buccaneers with a fumble. Two turnovers in that game should have been enough if the Colts played clean, which they did not. Pay another sack. This is a sack in his third straight game. Pay is rounding into form. So is Dio Dangbo. These two guys look like they are high-quality contributors for this Colts defense and will be for a long time to come. Isaiah Rogers, a 72-yard uh, kickoff return that was almost, the, maybe the most exciting play in the history of the Indianapolis Colts, right? Tom Brady puts the Bucks up by seven. Isaiah Rogers, on the following kickoff, almost took it back to the house. Didn't matter because the Colts couldn't move the ball from there with only 10 seconds left. Because, why? Because they blew a timeout early in the second half. What are you doing? Gee whiz. Usually Reich's better at that, or at least he has been this year. And Isaiah Rodgers had an interception also. Uh, more good. Carson Wentz. Um, you know what? A beautiful play-action pass to Ashton Doolin, 62-yard touchdown. Really, really good stuff from Carson Wentz, uh, unless it wasn't, right? Not the entire game, but most of the game. Carson Wentz was really, really good. Good enough for the Colts to win this game. Without that last interception, with no time left on the clock, his grade would have been better than Tom Brady, which tells you that the grades don't mean squat. They don't mean a thing. You know, we talk about passer rating, we talk about QBR, all that stuff. What matters is who wins the damn game. And yesterday, the lesser quarterback was going to get the higher grade. There's no way that yesterday you look at what Carson Wentz did, look at what Tom Brady did, and say, you know, Wentz was better than Brady. No, he wasn't. Uh, Also, uh, another good. You know what? Holding Mike Evans to three catches, 16 yards... Was really really good. Mike Evans is a wide receiver that can kill you, running corners, running fades. He's six five. He's fast. He's rangy. He's got really really good hands. Tom Brady knows how to utilize him. Yesterday, not so much. It's funny. You know what? The Bucks are generally a team that throws the football a lot, and they win the game because they throw the football very well. They ran the football yesterday with Leonard Fournette, and they ran it successfully. Indianapolis. They're a team that wins because they've got Jonathan Taylor and a bunch of road graders up front for Taylor to run behind. What did the Colts do? They threw the ball and tried to win by throwing the ball. What are you doing? Geez, I'm yelling. I'm yelling, run the damn ball. The entire city of Indianapolis is yelling, run the damn ball. But Frank Reich stands there inscrutably on the side, sideline. and like that, that, yeah, Another pass. Well We'll throw it for the 23rd time in a row what are you doing all right the bad predictably 25 straight passes well they called or checked to you know what the, this was to throw it 25 times when you've got jonathan taylor and you got that offensive line i don't care if they got 10 guys in the box i don't care how heavy the box is you're on that bare defense you cover up the guards in the center i don't care run the football that's where you have a personnel advantage. That's where your most talented football player can prevail. And, and ha- where you can have an advantage. No, we're going to throw? What? Um, not scheming to stop Gronk? What are you doing? He's the only guy I looked at on the offensive side of the ball. I looked at, I found 87, and I watched. And I was like, oh, no, another seam you got to scheme to stop Gronk. You, you did scheme to stop Evans. You, I guess they say, you know what, uh, best of all worlds, we're going to take away Evans and Gronk's going to kill us. Um, the Colts' chance of going to the playoffs has dropped to 53%. The chance of winning the AFC South has dropped to 4%. Actually, it had dropped to 52%, but with the Browns losing to the Ravens last night, it was boosted. 1%. How about that? Not quite as ugly, I guess. They got the Texans coming up this weekend. You got to beat the Texans going into the bye, or it's adios muchacho. Have to win this game. You can't drop to 6-7. and seven. There is such a huge cluster of teams, right? At 6-5, and 6-6, six and six, you got a lot of teams in there all fighting for wildcard spots. The sad part of this is... If the Colts had hung on to win yesterday, they right now would be that last wild card instead of the Chargers. The ugly turnovers, man. Naheem Hines. If you don't feel 100% certain you could catch a damn football as it's punted, run away from it. Don't try. Don't fair catch and drop to your knees and try to. No, just get the hell out of Dodge. Limit your losses in special teams, if you get beat in a game like this, if you get beat on special teams, you got big problems. And what happens when a, a play like that occurs, when a guy like Naheem Hines muffs a punt and the Bucks recover it, is you put your defense in an untenable position as weary. Weary defenses cannot play against Tom Brady. We saw it in 2007 when the Pats played the Colts you know what? The Colts were gassed defensively. Brady, bing, 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 down two scores in the fourth quarter. It didn't matter a damn because Tom Brady is going to beat a tired defense. And that defense was tired toward the end of that game. They don't give up that final touchdown to Leonard Fournette if they're not gassed. And it's turnovers that gassed defenses. That's one of the underrated aspects of, of turnovers, and one of the underrated advantages gained by a team that forces turnovers is defenses become very, very tired and then vulnerable. Uh, the strip sack by Shaq Barrett, right, up 10, Colts moving the ball, we alluded to it earlier, they're at the Bucks 20, and kind of bada bing, bada boom, exactly at the time they should have run the football, understanding that at that point, three points puts them at a level... A touchdown puts them up three scores. A field goal puts them up 13 and gives them that swing over halftime, scoring the touchdown at the end of the first half, and then a a field goal at the beginning of the second half. That 10-point swing is almost insurmountable. Very difficult to get beat if you do that. What happened from there? Touchdown the other way for the Bucs. Uh, The fumble by Zach Paschal at the Colts' 46 led to another touchdown. So that's touchdown, although they had to move it 80 yards to get it done or close to 80 yards when the Colts uh, had the strip sack. Then you've got Paschal and his fumble. That led to a touchdown. And then you've got the Hines fumble that led to a field goal. That's 17 points off those three turnovers. 17 points off turnovers. You're going to lose football games when you do that. Uh, the ugly, Colts are now 6-6. Six and six. And you really have to ask yourself, whether or not they make the playoffs, is this a team capable of contending for a championship? And the answer right now is no. Whether Frank Reich believes in them or not, and he does. Whether Chris Ballard believes in, the, in them or not, and he does. Whether they believe in themselves or not. You know what? You can only believe so much in a six and six team right? this is not a championship football team this is a mediocre football team it's perfectly mediocre it's six and six Carson Wentz is good enough to get you beat Carson Wentz you can invest in all you want he is eventually going to get you beat Jonathan Taylor is going to win you games if you aren't sold out to figure out how to run the football and how to win games through running the football you are going to lose as many as you win, and that's exactly what the Colts have done. And it shouldn't be so. At some point, Frank Reich has got to look in the mirror and say, "You know what? I'm not as clever as I thought. I've got to run the football. I got to let my players win instead of put my big brain to use and try to win games through cleverness." Uh, so that's the Colts. They got the Texans coming up this weekend. Get a win. You're in the game for the last wild card. You're not going to win a playoff game, and that's the way it's going to be. Indiana football fired Nick Sheridan as offensive coordinator, as expected. This is rumored to have been you know, in the offing for a long time. Uh, they got to pay him a buyout of $950,000 in order to pay for it. Tom Allen is going to take a pay cut, I guess, over the next four seasons of $200,000. A year. He's making 4.9 average. He's going to be making 4.7. That's plenty. Nick Sheridan, 950 in his pocket. It's a nice payday for, for Nick Sheridan. This team completely bereft of talent on the offensive side of the football. If you watched Indiana play hell in the bucket game or any of the games prior to that, except for the Maryland game, the offense was okay. But any of the other games, You're like, this offense stinks. They don't have a running back, even when the kid from USC was there. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, They got Freifogel, They got Hendershot. The offensive line is not very good. How are they going to score points? Good question. Who could have coordinated this offense into success? That's a good question. And it's a question that is going to be asked by candidates for this job, of which I don't believe there are going to be many of high quality. Uh, how many IU recruits are going to stick? That's a question too. The Pacers lost last night, 118 to 100. Another Bucks team. It's not enough to lose to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Got to lose to the Milwaukee Bucks. That at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Sabonis and Turner combined for six points. What the hell is going on? Uh, Lavert, 23 points last night. Giannis Antetokounmpo, 26 and 13. The Pacers are 9 and 13 they got the T-Wolves tonight in that one game that's on the road of the next. Uh, they come back for six after this game tonight. Mil- Minnesota's pretty good. Uh, IU-Syracuse, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. The Orangemen, 3-3 this season. They've got losses to Colgate, VCU, and Auburn. Which is, are going to show up defensively tight or really, really sloppy with the ball? We've seen both in almost all games. I, I assume we're going to see both tomorrow night. Purdue, Florida State, 7.30 tomorrow night on ESPN. Congratulations to Indy Lutheran, Gary Andrean, Gibson Southern. Boy, that quarterback's pretty good for Gibson Southern. Uh, Mount Vernon of Fortville right here down the road. Cathedral in 5A won the state championship. Center Grove also won the state championship. I think the best player all weekend was Danny O'Neill, the sophomore, uh, quarterback for Cathedral, he was 25 of 35 for 355, three touchdowns, no interceptions. He found uh, Jerron Tibbs over and over and over again, 10, touchdown, or ten catches, 225 yards for Tibbs. Danny O'Neill's terrific. Uh, birthdays today, the great Carly Stevens-Ivy celebrating a birthday, her first, as a, uh, a betrothed uh, person. Got married this past year. Scott Brown, Michael Somm, Bruce McCormick, B.E. May, Todd Emmert, Mike Spillbeeler, and the great Carl Haas James. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Carl James, one of my favorite guys that, that I went to college with. Terrific dude. And uh, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to everybody. Good morning to you. If you like this, Hit subscribe, punch like, ring the bell, let's go, and call today's dentistry. Take good care of your teeth. 317-849-2933. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.